Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of MGR Unplugged. David and I were just looking out the window and it's really uh, windy in Phoenix today. It's uh, an unusual, uh, unusual windy day, but uh, it's good, it's good. It's not as hot as it was, um, you know, last few days. Uh, but it's starting to get humid, so that's, that's, that's not good for us. Uh, David, how are you today? Very good. Uh, we have a few topics for today. Some of them are a little... Um, follow-up from last week's topic. Some others are completely new. Um, we also, both of us, went to uh, San Francisco last week, last weekend, and uh, it was good to get out of, uh, of the heat. Um, quick meeting, just for a one-day meeting, flying in and out, And uh, but it was nice to see their, you know, 60-degree, 70-degree weather. The, the first time I've traveled since... Uh that's right. You haven't been since the pandemic, basically. Really? I what was your? Uh, well, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll we'll catch up with that. But um, let's just uh, so we're gonna discuss that. We're gonna discuss a little bit of um, um, sports, some business, and um, also the new trends for uh, that we expect will happen. And some of them are started being defined as far as the shopping and uh, e-commerce season for the rest of the year, and a few other topics. So we'll try to keep it brief and entertaining, and uh, we'll be right back after the music. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. All right, welcome back, uh, David. So, yeah, you said it was the first time you traveled since the uh, pandemic, it's like since March or February. I don't remember the last time, but I have not gone since the shutdown, basically. Yeah, so what do you think about your experience at the airport and all that stuff? Uh, were you, first of all, let me ask you, were you, not scared, but were you concerned or, or apprehensive? So, okay, so no, I wasn't until we got to security. Yeah. And when there was like a long line and bunched up in security... That was the first moment where I was like, oh, God, if someone has COVID here, we're totally fucked because they're going to just spread it to everybody. Because they had like in in the line in security, they had these like dots on the ground. Like you see everywhere now, six feet, like six feet apart. Mm -hmm. Nobody followed at all. Everybody was just bunched up. Like I I was like, okay, Um, the mask thing was not great. Like. Like a lot of people didn't even have masks; they just had like bandanas and shit, which like <laughs> any, so any face covering. They don't even require masks by the name; they say face covering. Yeah. So a lot of people just put a bandana. Some people with their shirt up or something is is pretty crazy. And um, uh, it was kind of yeah. I mean, it was different for sure because you know obviously everybody's wearing masks or some type of covering like you but said. the whole thing is kind of uh cosmetic uh, the the plane was pretty empty it was only about a third full um obviously there's no middle seats or there's nobody sitting in middle seats um which was nice but i also was like we were talking and i was like i mean listen for the consumer honestly it was actually pretty nice the f- every flight is on time in fact ours right. was early yeah which is f- never happens yeah um but you know, it's nice and very comfortable. So you sat in the aisle, I sat in the window, mm-hmm. and uh, there was no middle seat. So it's very comfortable, lots of open space. But it was not um, 
like I'm like, okay, this is great, but like, how are the airlines gonna survive? Like, they can't keep. Well, doing they're this. not. I just look at the losses. I mean, <clears throat> even Southwest, which is the one that we flew, right? Uh, we just reporting. flew Southwest, and it was a short little flight because obviously we're in Phoenix, so Phoenix to San Francisco is quick. But I was like. But it was, they said it on the thing, the, the flight attendant said, you know, we're at one third capacity, so don't feel like you need to bunch up. Everybody can just spread out for social distancing. And it was like, okay, but if they're at one third capacity, how are they making money? And that's one third capacity when their maximum is two thirds because they're living. Right. Because they have to have one minute. <clears throat> yeah, no, I know. I, you know, like you said, I mean, I, they, they will not survive at this pace. I mean, they're just kind of counting on people uh, or things starting to get a little better, but, but it's not. And I don't think in Europe they have that restriction, to be honest. I think somebody... Somebody said to me that they didn't have, they were sitting everywhere. I think the only solution for the airports and airlines is when they come with the instant tests, which yeah. are coming, which basically you get it and you get your result right there in 10 seconds. That's what they're going to do. And they're right. just going to test people at the door. Right. Because the airlines cannot. If you remember, we, we discussed that a while ago. I said TSA or the security, transportation security, uh, people at the airport, well, they will probably implement some kind of uh, temperature testing, which they've done in some places. The other thing and, with the TSA. And the, uh, and the, um, the um, um, quick test, if they could. So yeah, you have I to think allow the quick test is the only, for the airlines, they're going to have to do it because they need to fill the planes. But obviously they can't fill the planes and have that liability, basically. So they need to say, well, we tested everybody first. So that's what they're going to do. Especially I, because all the air recirculating and all the stuff, and that's the worst Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it's kind of luck of the draw because you just basically, if you get on a plane, you're just hoping nobody has it because you're probably going to get it if people on that plane have it because it's, it's recirculated well, you, you, air. You fly the entire flight. You're supposed to keep your mask on. Right, but nobody which does. some people don't Because do. first of all, people are, like, eating and drinking, so nobody keeps their mask on. Second right. of all, the mask is hard to, like... For like hours, mm -hmm. I mean, because basically, if you really think about it, from the time, you know, we got to the airport to the time we basically leave the airport in San Francisco, it's like four hours probably. That was a short flight, to, yeah. Yeah, it was a short flight. And even then, I couldn't keep my mask on the whole time. When I was on the plane, like, it was just bothering my ears. Like, my ears were hurting, and, and I had, had to kind of take it off. Good, yeah, I uh, wore a real N95. Right. I didn't uh, wear, a, a, like, right. a cloth mask. I had a cloth mask, and, and it was fine. I mean, I was fine with it, except that uh, it got hot. I mean, you started getting, like, yeah, really so I had, moisture the, in The your... reason I like that one, one, is a better mask because it's N95. But second of all, because it has the vents in it, so it actually lets me breathe. I don't get all the hot air mm -hmm. here. But just my ears were hurting after, yeah. like, two hours of wearing it. And it was like I had to at one point on the flight i had to just take it off the worst thing really is if you you have any kind of uh it happens to me with sunglasses but if you had reading glasses at least i don't have yet reading glasses but if you have reading glasses they really get all fogged and, and you can even see yeah. because you're you have air coming out of your you know your upper part of the mask yeah so i mean it, it, yeah it's an inconvenience and the other thing okay. is like so when you go through security and you have to show your id right yeah they make you take your mask off so they can see your face right which is like okay yeah uh and then and you're basically a foot away from you know the, everybody's from like when you go guy. through security like putting your shit in the buckets that was no different at all no you're touching everything like you're two feet away from like so i just think they're gonna have to test people. no i told you i, I went they're just gonna trip. have to test people yeah I, I flew also last month and i told you that it was it was just a whole and i was a longer flight that was actually two flights one to denver one to washington dc and uh it, it's just like you Speaking of Washington, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, yeah, yeah. Your favorite football. It's too cool that, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but it was the same thing. I mean, you you fly uh, the transportation industry, and I'm not sure about the hotels and everything else, restaurants and so forth. But they are not ready for this situation. They're just complying with the law the best they can, but they can't. I mean, either you do it all they're, right, they're not going to survive. Like they're just not. Like <clears throat> airlines already are low margin enough. If right. They're flying at half capacity all the time. They're just not going to make well, the any half, money. Well, half of the planes are parked on I know. Uh, the airport runways and stuff. So, anyway, so but the nice thing is that San Francisco was much cooler. We had a chance to uh, hang out there a little bit. And, yeah, uh, when it's 115 degrees every day here in Phoenix, yeah. going to uh, we were actually at one point our meeting was actually like near Napa Valley and like yeah. Sonoma, Sonoma area, yeah. and uh, it was like 63. I remember I like I took a sh I literally <clears throat> here's the thing when you live in Phoenix. You basically just accept that from May through September, it is a living hell, okay? And so the fact that it was 63 and sunny when we went there, it, it was literally like half the temperature because it's like 120 here. Yeah. It's literally yeah. half the temperature. I always make a joke that um, <clears throat> when I go to hell after I die, because I'm sure I will go to hell for It'll some reason. It'll be cooler than here. It'll be a relief. It'll be know? a vacation. After, after you're in yeah. Phoenix, it's like, this is hell? <laughs> Give me heat. You know, like, I told you, I, I was like, it's amazing that we can stand in the sun <clears throat> and not drip sweat. Because here, if you stand in the sun for two minutes, yeah. you're just dripping sweat. Yeah. But anyways, speaking of Washington, uh, for those who don't know, you are a diehard fan of the team formerly known as, as the, the Washington, Washington Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. Um, and they just this morning came with their new name. Really creative. They really put their minds together. And they've been thinking, well... The history, basically, obviously, is the name was, uh, uh, you know, uh, now with all these politically correct name changes that we're seeing everywhere, the Redskins name is being controversial for the last few years. And uh, the owner, uh, Dan Snyder, said... I think you're secretly hoping that Dan Snyder gets kicked out because well, he's been a terrible to, owner. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he, he said, we're not changing the name and all that stuff. Honestly, I mean, I'm kind of neutral on that stuff. I understand. I mean, there's a lot of sports teams and things in general in the country that are called or named after Native Americans or this or that or whatever. And uh, I think, I mean, I'm not so much into that. I mean... I, I understand the name might be offensive, but at the same time, it's a sports team or something. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on that. I, I think. Okay. But what, anyways, what, besides the point. You're Spanish. What if the team was named the Washington Spicks? Well, but that's different. It was not different. It's not different. <laughs> the Washington Spaniards? <laughs> what if it was the Washington Spicks? Would I you don't, want it to be changed? I don't know. They, I don't know. They were called the Washington... Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what name. Like, okay, the analogy that people give is what if instead it was called the Washington Blackskins? Would that be allowed? Probably not. What if it was the Whiteskins? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I usually say the skins. I didn't say red or white or black. I anyways, said, the point is, anyways, name yeah. of the team has changed. Um... I had some suggestions. They couldn't come up with one, so they're just called Washington Football Team. That's oh, literally think, what they called themselves. I think now it sounds like Washington a soccer team. Washington Football <laughs> Team. That I think that kind of summarizes like like the state of political correctness. Is like you know what? We don't want to even risk it. We're just Washington Football Team. That's our generic name. Right. So I have some suggestions. I, I think I think they should have been called I think Washington Football Club, and then it sounds like yeah a, FC. It That's sounds what like people a, were saying like soccer teams. Yeah, like soccer team. Um, okay, we have Washington Feds, uh, the Washington Money Printers. Uh, <laughs> 
I think we. I think there's a lot of options. The here bureaucrats that, that we could go with. Uh, the Washington Feds, yeah. Um, Washington liars. Is that is that a, a offensive? The Washington uh, scumbags, scam artists. I mean, there's a lot of options. But, but for, that, for that, might as well just call them the Washington diplomats or Congress or the something. Narcs, the narcs, uh, the the twelve. I don't know. Uh, so I think money printers was a good one. That was my personal favorite that I, I started just brainstorming a little bit before the episode. I said, what, what would be a good name? for?" Well, that's team? until Washington becomes controversial too, which now, yeah, I know. I love, I love <laughs> that the Washington post had an op-ed about the name Washington that they should rename it because he owned slaves in the yeah. Washington post. Yeah. In Washington DC so um, yeah we're gonna have to change all the names which is is kind of uh, interesting we're talking about that too like like now all Did the you names they were even trying to uh, uh, like cancel Gandhi because uh, I forget exactly cancel what Gandhi like Gan- how you cancel Gandhi or not cancel him but like you know uh, retroactively <laughs> say he's not a good person because I forget what they said about him that he was anti-Jewish or something or anti-Semite or something. I'm not sure exactly. Listen, you want to go back in history and uh, say and correct everything that was bad that happened in back in the days when, when now we know it was bad, but before it was normal. I mean, you can go back to the Roman Empire and were you going to turn down the Roman Colosseum just because slaves were fighting there as gladiators for the fun of uh, the Roman emperor and his crew and all that stuff and they were killing each other and fighting animals and they were of all races and all that stuff or you're going to go back to the Spanish Inquisition and kill them all and kill the statues that are for all these conquistadors all over the place just because they were like burning people alive or the Jesuits invading all South America with religion I mean you can't really deny history i mean you you learn from history move forward and hopefully do better you know but now we're i think i think the uncomfortable truth is that human beings are savages well we're survival i mean we have been savages for a long we're time tribal i mean we're tribal i mean you know genghis khan raped half of asia uh <laughs> i mean seriously like like uh, there, there's you can look at the uh descendants and they say something like one in ten asian people are of Genghis Khan descent because he raped that many women. Um, every I don't know, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Well, I, I know, mean, but I, I think I think people spend so much time looking backwards. I mean, I'm much more of a forward-looking guy. Well, you can look and, backwards. And, There's nothing wrong with looking backwards and saying the things we did in the past were wrong. But you also have to understand, like there was a professor recently. I didn't want to get into this whole discussion, but there was a professor recently who said. Uh, you know, if you lived in times of slavery or if you lived in times of whatever, like whatever certain moral thing that we all today agree is completely immoral, but used to be the norm, right? Whatever it may be. He's, you know, he asked his students, he says, would you, in the face of potential persecution and being an outcast in society, speak out and be totally against that thing? And he says that, Every student always says, oh, yeah, I would have done it. And he says, but okay, but that's just not true because he says, you're lying. You think you would, but you wouldn't, you know, like if if you were around, if you were a white person in the year 1800, would you have spoken out against slavery? Were there white people who did? Yes. But did the far majority? No, the far majority of white people didn't do anything. But nowadays, 
college, like he says, all my students say, oh, I would have spoken out. Uh, probably not, because what moral thing, what things today do we do that are going to be seen as immoral in the future right. that you're not speaking out against, right? right? So it's tough. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's, it's hard to look at something 200 years ago with our current day moral lens. That doesn't mean that what they did was wrong. Like, like that doesn't mean that George Washington wasn't wrong for owning slaves. But you have to understand that it was just a different time and that George Washington also did a lot of great things. OK, and we shouldn't remove him from history because he was a slave owner, in my opinion. Right. That well, doesn't mean same, that he was you wrong, can go, but you can go even further back. Like they're talking about Christopher Columbus and all that stuff. OK, well, he wasn't like a prototype of an ace. He was a merchant. The guy was just basically a merchant and, and the history. Obviously, we know the story. You know, he tried to the, go to india again and he was trying to find a different route and that's when the world is not flat and it's round or whatever and he thought he was arriving in india and then he discovered america you know but we have a lot of names and after that you know the rest is history i mean there was a lot well, of the, invasions the and all that the unfortunate truth about slavery is humans have had slavery for thousands of years right. it's been a normal thing like you said in, in rome I mean, Rome was built on by slaves, really. Uh, they say, I know there's different arguments, but a lot of people think that the Egyptian pyramids were built by slaves. Are we going to tear those down? I mean, unfortunately, in the past, really, like, the way I like to put it is slavery, it's actually an abnormality that in today's world, we don't have slavery. Because for the first 10,000 years of civilization, it was very much built on slaves. You go to war with another tribe or another civilization, another city, whatever, and you win, you take the people of that city and you enslave them. That was the common practice. It was normal. And that doesn't mean it was right, but it was normal. And now we live in a world without slavery, and obviously that is the significantly better thing. But all races, all religions, everybody has held slaves and been slaves. A lot of things and is that's a, the unfortunate a, truth. A lot of times is that now we're also starting to dig into expressions and words that we use today, and we're trying to find extra connotations from those words and starting to say, oh, should we use this or not? And I think it gets really like too much. Like I mean, I don't know. Like uh, we're like looking like like the master bedroom thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or I don't or, know. I, I get what people say, but at the same time, it's about intent. Like I had no idea until just two weeks ago that master bedroom even came from that origin. Right. And I don't think most people did. But either. I mean, even normal things like I, I, you say, hey, uh, like I was talking to another client the other day, and we had a little issue with uh, communicating via email, and his emails were being trapped or something. I said. I said, uh, make sure that this domain is whitelisted on your server. So it goes through, it's not blacklisted. I mean, we have blacklisted and, and whitelisted. That's common norm. You know, like the emails that go through, the emails that are blocked for whatever reason. And now you start thinking, okay, well, why do they call it blacklisted? Like, like it's a bad email. Right, but that's another example where the term blacklist <clears throat> didn't come from black. I know, I know. It but actually we, came, what, you can look up, I looked up the etymology. It comes from uh, puritanical, England, uh, hundreds of years ago. Right. Uh, that's where it comes from. Right. No, exactly. And it had but nothing to do with. But that's what we're now we're starting people. to find or dig into connotations that really don't ma don't don't mean anything bad, you right. know. But then we said, okay, what do we call the black? It was list? it was actually the word comes <clears throat> from pre-slave trade era. So before 
white people owned black slaves in England and in America, basically. It came, the word ha- was around before that ever happened. Mm-hmm. So it was not from black people. I, but I don't know. I mean, I don't do, uh, that's uh, the thing though. Like, I don't ever, I, I, <clears throat> I don't even think about that stuff. You I know, it's know. like, it's like, is you, you have those thoughts on, it's like, okay, well, it's just a normal expression. Like you said, master bedroom. There's a lot of different things now that, Etymology wise, you can start looking into where does this word come from? What's it right. about? What's it about? Like, I mean, even look at the words that, like, moron, idiot, uh, all, you know, those used to be clinical words. They were clinical mm-hmm. words used by doctors that you could be diagnosed as a moron. It's <clears> that people started using it as an insult, and now the medical profession doesn't use those words anymore. But their original creation was as a medical diagnosis. It had, it wasn't any malintent it was that people started using that word in in a derogatory way and now the medical profession changed and they don't use them anymore um i don't know words are tricky man it's like but uh, i was thinking i just think to me it's just about the intent it's like what is your intent with the word i mean if someone says master like like i said i had no idea that master bedroom even came from basically slave masters i don't think 99 percent of people even knew that well, we used the word master for a lot of things. Master in tapes when we, I mean, I came back from well, yeah, the video background. Used, we had first the, of all, master. The, the master of a video program is the final Master is used program. in things not just in slavery. What? You have a uh, martial arts master. Exactly. It has nothing to do with it's slavery. It's a teacher. Is the, right. ma- it, the master comes from. Mastery a, but, is. But to me, from my Latin background, master comes from maestro. Which is the teacher, right? Okay, so when when and and like conductor in right. Spanish is maestro, or it's they co- have maestro too. Yeah, maestro too, El maestro of the orchestra. Right, and conductor means conductor, which could be whoever leads the orchestra. But master in my background is from the maestro, from from being the master. Okay, so you have teachers that are lower level, and the master is like above the teachers. He's like the master of the teachers. Okay, here's another one. You're Spanish. Latinx. Like Latino? The word Latinx. Latinx? Yeah. Word about it. What do you think about it? Because when I talk to Spanish people about it, they uh, think it's really dumb. Latinx? They don't get it. Yeah. I Latinx. Don't, I don't know what that means. You I never mean, heard Latinx? No. You've never heard Latinx? Latinx? Latin X. It's spelled Latin no. X. No. Latinx. No. I'm it's like the naive. gender neutral. So instead of saying... That person's Latino. You say they're Latinx. Oh, really? Because Latino is masculine, but it can refer to a woman. Oh, or, I thought it was uh, non-binary well, or whatever. I mean, in Spanish, in Spain, we have Latino and Latina. As you know, the gender is specified with the adjective. But you don't like if you say here we say Latino in general for anybody that is kind of like Latin American. Yes. And you say he's Latino, and it doesn't matter if he's a boy or a girl, a woman or right. a man. He's Latino. Uh, maybe now they say Latin, Latino or Latin X because they want to separate whatever. Because they say that it's not an inclusive. That's term. kind of silly. I mean, because every because this is the thing, uh, people who don't speak Spanish, Spanish English is not a gendered language. Right. So we don't have masculine and feminine uh, nouns and words here. Right. And but in Spanish, everything is masculine, right. feminine. But it doesn't mean that something is male or female. Basically, it's no, just the it's way just, the language works. It's the right. same thing in Italian. You know, right. it's like it's just the way the language works. Right. And so, when something is generic, you use the the O. Basically, when it's generic, when it's generic or plural, 
you use the masculine form. Right. Like I can masculine. say all uh, all Latinos or todos los Latinos. Right. That means everybody, boys and girls and women and men or whatever. Right. Now I can say she is Latina, he is Latino. Like right, 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 right. That's know. what I mean. So, but the generic, when you just word generic and plural, is always the masculine, the plural masculine right. that you use. And they're saying the basically, uh, and this is where it gets into, I think if the people, if it was, if, if Latin people were saying, yes, this is what the word I want, but literally I've, I've asked many Latin people about this. They all say they think it's stupid. All of them. Well, and yeah, if you of course they're going to say it. They, did, they looked at the, they did a poll of people who live in like Latin American countries, what they think about it. And it was something ridiculous. Like 97, 98% said that's stupid. Well, it is. And the other thing, we're talking about all this uh, rethinking some of these words. Like we're talking like blacklist, whitelist, uh, master bedroom, blah, 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 all that stuff. None of that stuff is happening in other languages basically like in spain or spanish-speaking countries like you said south america whatever uh nobody's questioning the word this or that whether it comes well, from slavery or whatever uh the word for bold in spanish if you want to make something yeah. bold mm -hmm. what is it in spanish in, in in negrilla like the the you say negrita like uh like little black you know like what you want to put something in bold like uh Highlight it or something on in text. Right. It says "pono en negrita" just because it's, because it's blacker, it's right, darker. You I, know. I told you this. The word for black in Spanish is "negro," mm -hmm. but you can't say that in English. Yeah, that's the basic translation. You're of not it. allowed the, to say It's that the color. Basically. You have blanco y negro, right. black and white. This movie is in black and white. It's not a película in blanco y negro. That's the color. Okay, it's not the race. It's the color. The color is called negro. And and uh, and the blanco is white, you know. So when you're what writing, the candy that you said they're changing the name of. Yeah, uh, well, there's a candy name that is Conguitos that is from Congo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's bad. I can't believe that. Yeah, one well, is that's still changing. They're, they're going. Well, it's the same thing here with Uncle Ben's and some other brands that are trying to or that are thinking Uncle Ben's is a Mars product, and now yeah, Uncle and, Ben's uh, and Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. They have the black figure but on what stuff. What are they going to change it to? I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to change. But now we're rethinking those things. Those are brand names that we've grown up with, and Conguitos basically is like a little um, like Smarties or almost like M and M's that are basically chocolate coated with candy or something. You know, it's just a normal thing. And it was called Conguitos because I don't know where they came from, but it was wow. the name. It's a little black candy. So right. they call it Conguitos. Right, exactly. That's so, a little racist. Right. And, and it's it like wasn't, if we called it, it's but, like if we said, if, it's like if we called M&M's to like Little Congans or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I or understand little, now. It's like you if we called them like, like it's, it's like if in, in America we had a, a candy that was called Little Africans. Because it was black, we'd probably mm, we probably change. No, that. no, I completely understand it. But uh, but the thing is that when you've used that term so many times, you almost yeah, I know. You, you know mean. what I'm saying? You, you forget you the, yeah. the etymology of where it came from. You just call it by like right. you don't even think about it. It's right. like I want this, I want that. It's like right, okay. It's like okay, one drink is I want a black Russian or a white Russian. Okay, that's the name I of the think, drink. I, I don't know question, if there are blacks in Russia or what the difference. I, I think the question is where do you draw the line? Because there, I agree. Okay, yeah. That, if I was a black person living in Spain, I probably wouldn't like that candy being named that, okay? Uh, but, like you said, like black list, especially when the origin of the word has nothing to do with black people, personally, I don't think it needs to be changed. Because it, humans use 
white and black, not as the race thing, but as like dark and light, as in the light is good and the dark is bad, as in like <clears throat> darkness is bad, not the dark skin is bad, but darkness. We always say darkness and you think when you think darkness, you think bad, right? Mm -hmm. We say go to the light, not go to the dark side, you know, like, but it has it doesn't have anything to do with race. That's where those terms come from, not oh, it's a white list because white people are on this list and black people are on this list, you know? Um, that's my opinion. I don't know. If someone wants to give thing me is like you saying, the other way, I'll listen. You were saying, like, like we say in Spanish, we say blanco y negro. On negro, like I said, is the color. And right, here, right. Here, here if you say negro, but in the English way of saying it, you're not supposed to say that. Right, but the English way is, using, is adopting a Spanish word. So, I don't know. Right. <clears throat> you know... It's, yeah, I, I think like you said be, before, it's more I about, think it's intent. about intent. Exactly. Yeah. It's now, intent. now, now, <clears throat> I wouldn't use the English version of negro or the other even worse n words, basically, because I know that the only reason you would ever use the n, especially with a hard r, is with malicious intent, right? Because that's a word that is black people don't use it either. They, they use the ending with an A, which is a very different thing. And so you would only ever use that word if you had malicious intent. The only exception might be if you're reading like a text or something like that or quoting something for whatever, historical purposes, whatever. But like actually using it in a conversation, the only reason you would use it is malintent. So that's why I wouldn't if use you're, that if word. You're, any, any word you use, I don't care if it's an insult or not, you're using to to offend somebody and to right. insult somebody then it doesn't matter. You're just using it with a malicious intent. Right. And it also depends on the other person. Saying, and there are certain I words... I don't give a fuck what you call me. That's not going to affect my... Th but my, my point is there are certain words that, yes, the only reason someone would use that word is with malintent. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The only reason someone would use the N-word with a hard R is because they have malintent. No one would use that in a right. friendly way, basically. Yeah. So, anyways... All right, so I didn't mean to get on that tangent. I know, I know, that was a big tangent. Point um, is, the Redskins are no longer the Redskins, and um, I'm gonna have to have to throw away all my hats and all my shirts and all that stuff that I have on the uh, formerly uh, Redskins. Sorry, buddy. But it's funny because Doug Williams, the uh, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, which he won when I was living in Washington, by the way. I I I was fortunate enough to be living in Washington D.C. or actually in the area when the Redskins won two Super Bowls. Yeah, my that point was, the times. you know, who cares about the Redskins anymore? They fucking suck for 20 years. Who cares? I know. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, anyway, so let's move on from uh, Redskins. You want to touch a little bit on basketball that starts next week? Or we'll talk you about were actually week. disappointed because you thought it was better Yeah, so I mistakenly <laughs> thought it started today. We're he came recording into my this office yesterday. Hey, hey, I didn't realize Because basketball. there were scrimmages, and I mistakenly thought the season was starting. And I said, oh, the season doesn't actually start until next week. But uh, Okay, well, don't worry. It will be. Then you're going to have games every day from like, yes. I don't know, 10 in the morning or something. All right, so let's move on to some um, economy or e-commerce e news. E news. Um, oh, Black Friday. That was another one. That's our topic, but they yeah, were talking right. about changing that. That was the next topic. I mean, I was going to talk about Walmart, but uh, but so that's another that, one where Black Friday. But but that's different. The Black Friday comes. I know it doesn't come. It has nothing to do with black people. It has to do with what they call in the black, which means profitable. Right. It's like a business in accounting term. systems, you have red and black. When you have negative prof, negative revenues, or basically no profit, right. and then you turn into black when when you are basically positive in revenues for the year. So the the whole term of Black Friday is because that. 
that day and that holiday season in general is when retailers that have been in the red throughout the year are able to overcome that and then their accounting right. spreadsheets start going into the black, which is positive. Here's my proposal. I don't think we should change it, but if people really want to change it, change it to Green Friday, because you could say into the green. Yeah, but then it looks like ecology or something. And then that's what I'm saying, because people are very concerned about the environment. You yeah. can double it as a green day. Yeah, yeah people are stuck in traffic, polluting, and there's the Green Friday. There you go. I think that you call it because the other way to have, a, have negative numbers. Proposal. If, if, no, if no, it no. ends up being Green Friday, I want credit for it. Listen, okay? listen. The, the, the other way to denote negative revenue or negative profit or losses, basically. In spreadsheets, as you know, it's negative in, profit. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good note. <laughs> Pre-profit uh, is in parentheses. So we can call it the non-parentheses Friday. Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> Positive Friday. Positive Friday. Positive yeah, Friday. Thinking positive. Spend your money. Anyway, so uh, Walmart. Walmart made an announcement about Black Friday that there's not going to be a Black Friday. Well, they, they can't. They, it's very specific. So normally they actually open on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And they said we are not going <laughs> to open on Thanksgiving. And they're going to have reductions and restrictions on Black Friday itself. Um and other retailers will definitely follow suit. But but I mean, this is, I don't know the, the whole story. You you, you sent our, our weekly e-commerce email about its story. Yeah, it's out. very simple. People know what Black Friday looks like. That's not happening this year. Right. So it's there's not going to be people lining up, no. door busters, where everybody's no. kind of storming their no. distancing, all that no stuff. No way. Which, if you remember. We talked we, about we this act, in fucking we, March. We like, talked about it a long we time ago. I said, if, if I were a retailer, I would be planning already because there's not going to be Black be, Friday holiday season. If you just listen, listen, uh, this is not trading <laughs> advice. But if you just take what we say on this podcast and make certain investments in trades, um, you may do well. Okay. We've actually hit a few... Uh, yeah, I was talking about coronavirus in fucking January. A few predictions. When nobody was talking about it. I we, said, this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we discussed Black Friday and we said, you are a retailer, you better jump online and get ready because there's not going to be online... I mean, there's not going to be at store or in-store retailing this year, at least. And uh, either that or it's going to be so much social distance that people are going to be freaking out to be surrounded by massive herd of people trying yeah, to it's not happening so everything's going to be online this is going to be the biggest e-commerce black friday ever yeah they should not just call it cyber friday i think Monday. it's going to be easily easily double if you're an e-com company whatever you did last year i anticipate minimum probably double if not triple or more revenues honestly so based on that i mean usually the the shippers like the fedex ups and postal service and all these other ones they uh they oh, reinforce their infrastructure crews. is a big deal logistics I mean, you should see the amount of money that is going into e-com infrastructure right now right. everybody is investing in e-com infrastructure because it's so needed logistics and fulfilling is yes. going to be huge this year we and you way it's more not warehouses a, it's not way more delivery see. trucks and drivers and everybody right and it's not uncommon to see the big fleets like like uh, uh, the FedExes and the UPSs renting like budget trucks and all kinds of third-party oh, yeah. trucks for their shipping and deliveries during the uh, during the uh, the holiday season because they are so busy and they have these temporary jobs and everything this year is gonna be even more because there's not gonna be much on this on this on the retailers the retailers are gonna start announcing offers that start 
10 p.m. on Thanksgiving or something online buying all that stuff and it's going to be like your new computer like refresh refresh the only refresh. thing retail I think retailers are going to have very <clears> limited <throat> in store they they will probably have like curbside pickup and stuff like that right but they will not have that I think because um uh who made the part oh uh DoorDash just made a partnership last week with Walgreens to deliver non-food basically just whatever if oh, you want to buy okay. stuff on Walgreens I think we're going to see more and more retail partnerships with these delivery companies. So, for example, on Black Friday, so you don't have to go to the store, but you want to get the thing the same day. Uh, maybe they partner with like Uber or Postmates or DoorDash or whoever. And then basically you order something on, at, on Walmart.com and then it gets delivered the same day by a DoorDash driver or something like that. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that is much more likely. Um, but yeah, we're not going to have retail Black Friday like we're used to. Um, so it's going to be massive for e-com. Now, for retail, it's just devastating. As if this year hasn't been hard enough, the most profitable... I mean, a lot of these companies, just to put it in perspective, if people don't know, they do anywhere from a third to over half of their annual revenues in literally the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. A, a lot of retailers will do half of their annual revenue in that well, month. But think about how many So if they lose <clears throat> that on top of what they're already losing this year. They're so screwed. But think about how many retailers are not even around this Christmas time. Yeah. That I mean too. there's I was just looking on um uh, one of your favorites. Uh, Sur La Tab, they're gone. Yeah, that's they right. They shut down the French two weeks um, ago. cooking uh, or kitchen utensils. Yeah, there's a, I don't know, there's a lot of them. I mean, we already discussed Which, by the some way, of them. I think there's a hole in the market because that type of stuff is very wanted by consumers. But maybe for retail, it's not the perfect fit. But for e-com, I definitely think there's going to be, there, there are some, but I think there's going to be Sur La Tab replacements like, like, for e-com. Yeah, that store, for example, is very unique for uh, kitchen fans and I'm not I go there just to I used to go there just to buy Nespresso or something but uh, I'm definitely not a kitchen guy for sure garage yes kitchen never but um, the thing is that why don't those guys just close their physical stores and then continue online I think is they will worth it? they declared bankruptcy but they're not going away I think it looks like they're looking for a buyer like most of these but the problem is here's the thing I keep seeing all these headlines of they declare bankruptcy and I look and it says, yeah, they're looking for a buyer. There's only so many buyers. It's like half the retailers these days just want to be acquired. Right. But who's going to buy them? Or merging or something. Yeah. So so anyways, uh, but before we get to even Black Friday, we have, typically we have, well, right now we have back to school, which normally is a big sell system for a lot of retailers too. As far as all the, I mean, in Arizona, kids go back to school normally, like first mid, first week, second week of August. Right, that's normally in Arizona. In Arizona, yeah, mid-August. Most of the country though is September though. Right, but here we go earlier, and then um, you have back to school. Then you have Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Then obviously, Halloween's so Halloween's not happening. So back to school you now is who think is parents going? Are going to let their kids go to random strangers' houses? I, I know, but COVID? those are those are big shopping seasons, shopping events for for retailers. Yeah, I know. So back to school. What, first of all, first, let me go back to Black Friday. Let's, let's get first to back to school. Who's going back to school, anyways? I mean, at this I point, don't I, don't I don't even know, know what's going to happen. I mean, we're, uh, we hear Trump saying, yeah, schools need to reopen, and then families are freaking out saying, no, we're not ready to bring things to, uh, kids to school. Teachers are also saying, well, I don't want to be in a, in a classroom full of kids. That Yeah, kids are a little more um, resilient to the virus, but they, they can, you know, uh, infect other people. So, so. 
it's still a question mark what's going to happen. And, and like we said last week, we're six months into this situation and uh, we still don't have any clarity as far as what can be done or not. You know, so so as a, as a father or a parent, do you feel like it's safe to send your kids back to school? I think it's kind of 50-50, you know. Um, I don't know. Um, it is one thing when they preempted or ended the school year earlier, like back in March, April, when like yeah. a month or two earlier. Yeah, but also, I mean... But a whole school year for, now? It's a, the burden is on parents now, too. Right. I mean, to have their kids home constantly is not easy. No, exactly. You know? Exactly. So I, I don't think, think there's an easy answer. And I, think I think parents want some kind of assurance things. of sending the, big, the kids back to school is going to be safe. Because at the same time, they both had to go to work and they're not suited to have kids, not only at home, but at home with computers online, doing their homework, doing, attending classes online, all that stuff. So it's not like it's ready, I mean, for that stuff. And, uh, and then they're going to have to buy things. I mean, not all the houses have all this needed supplies to go online education, you know, like computers or uh, internet access, uh, certain speeds and all that stuff. I mean, or knowledge to even do that, you know. So, so it's going to be tricky, but I, I'm surprised that there's no more resolution as far as what is happening, you know. And, I don't think people know. Right. Yeah, but school starts here in Arizona. It's supposed to start in three weeks. I don't think it is. Well, I think they'll probably delay it. So maybe they'll go to September like the rest of the country. They will, and they, mo uh, they may. And then they, we have a full break, and maybe they skip it or something. I don't know. But So we have the back to school. And then obviously we have Halloween, which is going to be a loss. Nobody's even talking about that stuff. But that's the official. You have the Halloween, and after right after Halloween, everything changes over to Christmas promotions and decorations and all that stuff. So... The retail side of um, the e-com uh, economy, as far as the these holidays and major calendar events type things, are going to be reinvented completely. And and I don't even know if this will be just moving forward, you know. But I really think that the Black Friday that had a peak. Like remember, Black Friday used to be Friday, and now Black Friday started Thursday. Like some stores open at midnight and then started open at ten and then at nine and then pretty soon kids that I mean people didn't even have a chance to have Thanksgiving dinner right. because their their kids or whatever were working in stores and they had to leave at three p.m. for their yeah I used to work retail back in the day yeah and I had to go at I think it started at seven p.m. on Thanksgiving right but you had to go like two or three hours earlier just for the meetings and to prepare yeah. the store for the storming group of heard of people just coming in yep. so i mean basically that that i don't think that's going to happen in the future no know? it's not at so, least not this year i don't know down the road but this year definitely not right yeah so i just think we're going to need to reimagine things like school probably uh in in a way i think it could be good because school was incredibly stagnant for so long and maybe this will finally force some actual innovation and change in the way we do school um, maybe it'll be something like kids go two or three days a week, but they don't go five days a week and they get a lot of their homework done at home. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think we're going to have to rethink. I just think this pandemic has caused everybody to rethink so many things and right. it's causing a lot of change very, very quickly. Like, like changes that we may have seen take place over the next decade, I think are all happening right now. Yeah, uh, and that's what, that's why everything and, and that's and that's so like, uncertain about everything. And that's too. despite the fact, as we discussed last week, that we know so little about the pandemic six months into into it. You know, we we know very little as far as well, it, it amazes me. Like I was talking to you before, saying, why are we so surprised that the cases are increasing now when everybody's up out again? 
it's just normal. I mean, if we, we knew about the pandemic back in February, March, we shut down the economy for about six, seven weeks between March, April, and most of May. And then um, come, um, I think, Memorial Day or somewhere, June 1st or something, we decided to reopen the economy, which means that we go back to the way we were in February, March, but we really don't have any, any solution. There's no vaccine. There's no nothing. So why are we surprised that the cases are increasing? That's the way they were increasing before. The only reason why we shut down the economy is because we're overwhelming the, the healthcare system and the hospitals and the emergency rooms because there weren't enough supplies, people, ventilators, respirators, any uh, staff. You know, we didn't have enough people to handle the, the, the flow of or, or the, the big flood of uh, people that were being sick with a disease that we're, we know little about. But now it's just the same thing. I mean, why do we expect a different result? That would be like insanity. I mean, we're basically having more outbreaks again because people are hanging out again like normal. They go to a beach, they go to airports, they travel like we did. Now, restaurants. the good news is that uh, it does look like uh, the hydroxychloroquine plus zinc really does work well. Um, the remdesivir looks like it's working pretty well. Well, and now so we that's have, the good news. And now we have at least two or three vaccines that we're knowing that are being developed and tested and they've shown some positive results like, uh, you know, Pfizer just got a big contract with the, uh, or a big buyout by the government of 100 million vaccines or something. So obviously as time goes by, we're getting closer to a more specific solution with like vaccines right. and things like that. But as far as the treatment before or prevention, prevention is basically to stay home and don't go anywhere if you don't have to obviously but we can only do that so much i mean summer is now but then after summer we're going to go back to work back to school back to things and and people are going to go out so uh and one thing is clear is that you cannot shut down the economy i mean the government europe just approved another two trillion package 750 billion to be spread right now between all the countries which in a way it's like okay you guys don't have any money where are you printing this money from that every time i hear this stimulus package means inflation right away you know and the, but the good thing is that for you know you always make comments that the european union is totally disjointed and i do the same thing but for once the 27 countries agreed on something so that's kind of positive you know it's the first time it's actually a benchmark the first time 27 countries have agreed on some kind of package that is for all you know even though it's not the same for all i mean there's countries like italy france spain portugal uh, that are going to be more benefited and some others are going to be more on the donation side but Still, I mean, they agreed on this package and it's like, okay, well, uh, we're just in the business of printing money, you know, just like we are here. We're about to sign off on another stimulus package in the next month here. They're still debating whether unemployment will increase or the, the benefits for another until the end of the year, maybe $100 a week, maybe less, maybe more, maybe 70% of pay. I Mnuchin definitely don't saying. think they should continue the unemployment benefits. If they well, want to do a stimulus they can do a stimulus and do checks, but I would not make it correlated to unemployment because then you're incentivizing unemployment. Well, that was the solution. That's what they said, that maybe they continue unemployment with just $100 a week versus the 600 which is totally insane. I mean, people were just not even willing to go to work if they were making 600 bucks a week just staying home. But now they said maybe 100 or maybe 70% of your pay which is exactly a copy of the furlough in Europe. In Europe, they have these programs that are similar to a furlough where they say, okay, we'll pay you 70% of your thing for a certain time. They have, each company has to um, apply for furlough with the government. And the government says, okay, we approve you for 
uh, three months of furlough for your employees because of your particular situation. Another company may only get two months. So the government basically pays that and they pay 70% of the, what is the base salary of the employee. So the employee stays home and they get 70%. And then they get a, they get a special tax treatment. So there's different things out there, but either way, it's just more funding, more funding, more funding, which is what we discussed last week as far as at the end, we become more like a progressive socialist, just basically having the government pay for all these uh, all these um, stimulus and everything. So, um, all right. Well, that's um, I think a good rundown of things that we have. Any other news in the um, ecom side or? Yeah, a few things. Uh, Instagram checkout launched this week. That's right. That's so right. With Facebook Pay, so you can actually check out on Instagram now instead of because you had Instagram Shop, but when you clicked, it took you to the website. It goes to a store. Yeah. So now you can check out on Instagram. That was already announced. It just finally launched, um, and then uh, and that will be automatically implemented, right? They said for uh, for people that already had the Instagram account set up with connection yeah, I to think so. Um, and then uh, Shopify did an exclusivity deal with an app, which is never, I haven't seen them do this before, um, with Affirm, which is one of the, the buy now, financing. pay later companies. Mm -hmm. um, so to Afterpay and Klarna and all these, they made an exclusivity deal. So now if you use Shopify, you gotta use Affirm if you want mm -hmm. that, if you want the financing, um, which is interesting because, I mean, I would love to see the deal structure there, if it was like a firm just paid a big sum of money, I would assume it's more that Shopify just gets a big cut. Um, but talk about how you should, you can't rely on any of these big companies because if you're Klarna or Afterpay or, I mean, you just got yeah. fucked. I mean, fucked overnight. Unless they come up and say, okay, we want to do it with Walmart plus. Yeah, sure. Or but, whatever. But it yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, in, uh, but but it's just interesting. I've never seen Shopify do an exclusivity deal with an app. Well, Shopify's been making a lot Shopify's of Shopify's whole thing is they have a app yeah. marketplace. Mm -hmm. But now they said, well, we have an app marketplace except for this certain app. And maybe they'll do it with more and more apps. Because there's some things that are almost kind of like essential apps that almost every store has. Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll start ma making partnership deals where they basically say, hey, if you want to be the exclusive, we're getting a cut. Maybe they'll do that with like uh, Klaviyo and email marketing, or maybe yeah. they'll do, I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's interesting that it opens a Pandora's box of opportunity for them, I think, uh, but also risk for app makers. Well, I mean, yeah, Shopify is making all these moves lately, trying to even partner with Walmart, as we know, uh, to um, to kind of try to fight with Amazon's uh, dominance. And Amazon has their own financing program, program with even with their own credit card and everything else. Right. So, so uh, Shopify. I'm surprised Amazon, uh, Shopify doesn't have their own credit card at this point. Well, they 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 have a business credit card. They have, they, they have a, a, a debit card. Yeah, type, yeah, uh, for business. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Those are breaking news type that uh, we'll we'll definitely follow on, and that's always part of your uh, ecom news that comes Tuesdays every week. Um, by the way, you want to sign up? Just go to um, mgrh.com/join, and uh, if you're interested in this strictly e-commerce news, and we we don't we don't do anything else in that particular list. It's always e-commerce and online retailing. So you want to listen to or get the latest news that are already curated by by us and by David. Uh, just sign up. It's a quick email. You can unsubscribe anytime you like, but it's 
I actually read it myself all the time just to get a quick glimpse of uh, what's happening. So, all right. So, David, that's it for today then. That's it. All right. Very good. So, next week, uh, basketball. I've been watching soccer, MLS all the time. I've been watching Formula One. It goes back to Silverstone next week. I'm very excited. And um, hopefully, everybody's having a good time. Um, follow, up soon, uh, follow us on MGR agency.com that's our main agency website that's the website that or the company that actually allows this podcast to happen we have no sponsors and we don't want to have any sponsors we like to be free to talk about anything uh just follow us just send us a good uh like or follow up on um follow us on any uh, of the uh, podcast networks and um until next week that's it for today thank you bye-bye